0: and welcome to Kinky Boys Podcast. I'm Craig and today we've got a special episode where we're going to be talking about cringy sex stories and when things got a bit hilariously wrong. Uh, We're going to talk about these. Lots of people have been wonderful sending in anonymous stories about this and then we're going to analyse what went wrong and what you can do to sort of make the next time better. Uh, Joining me is a special guest, um, Ox. Ox, tell us about yourself.
1: Hello, Craig. It's great to be here. (laughs) Uh, My name is Ox. I am a part of the London Wolfpack, together with uh, your gracious host, Mm -hmm. Craig. Thank Uh, you. We teach bondage uh, here in London and around Mm -hmm. Europe. Uh, I am also uh, here with my good friend Rum, and we are going to analyze your stories a little bit
0: and uh, see what helps. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So before we get to my story, I'd just like to thank Matthew Amara, who's our sponsor-level patron. Um, he pays on the £5 tier, which gets his name read out on the show. If you'd like your name read out on the show, please uh, subscribe to that. Otherwise, it would really help us. We've got a £1 tier, just £1 a month, and you get all our episodes a week early. So, and that would really help me out and be great for the show. So thank you. So so on we go. So if we're going to do this, I thought it's best I did mine first. I think it's fair. Yes. He's taking a sip
1: of the of the water. <laughs> he needs it. Come on. <laughs> Clear my throat.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so my story basically begins uh, one nice, it was Fetish Week um, a while ago. Not this one. It was a previous one. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple from America who I was looking forward to playing with. I've been chatting with them for ages. They're good friends. But I've never got a chance to have a full play session with them. And they are really hot guys.
1: Just because I know who they are, you can trust him on this one. It's not just a personal opinion. They
0: are. Yeah. Yeah. So I met them in the club and we got playing. Mm -hmm. And um, they started tying me up. And it was grey. And there was very light CBT, like slapping of the balls, teasing. Um, So to build a picture, it was sort of like a St. Andrew's Cross, except Mm -hmm. um, like metal bars. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to wind rope around all along it. So I was like tied up quite tightly with lots and lots of knots keeping me in place. Oh, no. Well, normally I wouldn't complain, but this is where it gets bad. It was incredibly hot in the club. Like, incredibly. There was no air ventilation. And I started to get heat stroke. And all of a sudden, I just felt a wave of nausea. And all my deep stomach muscles start to contract. Oh, no. So I just yelled out... Untie me, I'm going to vomit. And proceeded to ruin... They grabbed the closest thing at hand, which was their um, carry sack for their bondage rope. And I proceeded to ruin it by vomiting straight into it. Oh, no. Yes, yes. So there was that. Um, and they basically untied me, and they spent the next 15 minutes just helping me recover in the lose, finish vomiting, and getting my head clear. And this was so incredibly embarrassing. I bet. Yes. How did you feel, like, in the aftermath of this? Um, pretty horrible. <laughs> I mean, my brain wasn't right from the heat stroke, but, yeah, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> did it help? I, I know that you know them, like,
1: did it yeah, help yeah. that you do? Like did you feel more
0: Oh yeah. And this is the good thing that came out of it, which we can talk about, is they were fantastic at aftercare. They didn't hesitate to use their bag to basically give me a vomit bag. They commendable. Yep. They were brilliant throughout it. They were very reassuring, very caring. They entitled me straight away. They stayed with me. Um and helped me get back on my feet and well and rest up. And all through it, they were fantastic, reassuring, really positive. Which is what you really need from someone in that instance. Yeah, I I feel though something in me
1: tells me that this is really commendable. But really, when you think about this, this is how it should be. Like, Oh, totally. We shouldn't be looking at this as like, oh my God, they were incredible. This should be the standard.
0: Oh yeah, it is a Chris Rock thing of you don't get a cookie for doing the right thing. Sort of thing. Or the baseline right thing. That's
1: fair enough. Yeah. And they didn't make you feel bad about this, no, which I think
0: no. is also very commendable. Yeah. They they have ceaselessly teased me about it ever since that night, but at the time they were fantastic. I think that's fair. Yeah, personally. Totally. totally. That's payment for the bag that you've ruined, yeah. my friend. Yeah. I am
1: trying to think, though, if there was anything here that I would do differently. Maybe if I was a club
0: owner, I would maybe have air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, air conditioning, proper ventilation, because I'm not going to name the club, but it is a common problem there.
1: I kind of think I know where it is, which kind of turns us into the mean girls of podcasting now, because we're not telling.
0: Like, oh my God, I'm not going to say who it is, but you totally know who it is. Oh, Samantha, shush.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yes, um, but other than that, I think you've responded in time, like mm. you've said what you needed to say, uh, the safe word was in use, people did yeah. what they had to do, so it's just, uh, it's just a matter
0: of bad luck at the, end yeah. of the day. <laughs> unfortunately, and this is the po- point of this episode is, these things happen, it's not the end of the world, everybody has bad sex stories, like... I mean, unfortunately, some people's bad sex is more serious than embarrassing. Um, But that's, we're going to try and keep it light for this one. Just the lighter stories. Can I, if we're already touched this,
1: can I Mm. touch ground on that? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. A lot of the stories, well, not a lot of the stories, I would say about 20% of the stories we've got were very serious Mm. about problems with consent Mm -hmm. about problems with uh measuring and Mm. uh kind of like estimate what the other side can take
0: yeah
1: um i'm gonna actually you know what maybe this is a good time for my story yeah sure so this will be a bit of a serious one a little bit it's not too bad um we've got a lot worse stories but as said we don't want to touch uh yeah. Too much on the bad stuff. Uh, this was a dungeon party about, I think, five years ago. Something like that. Uh, this is me just not really new in BDSM, but newly into the official scene and people who know what they're doing here in London. Um, I see a very, very attractive person in that party. Um, he is a dom. Um, I am subbing, which I have not done, uh, in a very long while. Uh, and he is, he started at 100% basically is what happened. He was very much into pain, which is something that I, to a certain mm-hmm. measure, am into. And he just started whacking. Now me, a proud person, Says nothing, taking it for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, obviously moving a little bit, and the person on the other side doesn't seem to take the message until 20 minutes later I'm saying, I need a break. Mm. And he says, fine. And I am going to the restroom of that dungeon, and suddenly I am just crying my eyes out for a mm. good 20 minutes. More than uh, than it was difficult at the moment, it was just really embarrassing, because this is a full party, there's a lot of people having fun, mm-hmm. and here is that annoying little brat over there in the corner, crying his eyes out. That kind of stopped the party for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, funnily enough, uh, me and that guy have played again afterwards. It did become a little better, mm-hmm. um, and we are still friends. Mm -hmm. With that being said, it's just something that I remember very badly because of how awkward it was and how I felt like I couldn't say anything Mm -hmm. while things were happening. Um, I am trying to look at this myself and think what I could have learned from this. Um, Not to be proud, too proud to use Mm -hmm. a safe word. It's probably a big one. Um, on the other side, probably looking at what uh, you're doing and how the person respond. Uh There is a bondage instructor named Midori, who mm-hmm. I really, really like. Oh, Auntie Midori. That, that's her handle. Yeah. Yes. She is fantastic. And her books and her, her content are really, really recommended. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she talks about is looking at your sub and talking about asking them, what will i see what will i hear what will i feel when you're in the subspace and how will i see that you're uncomfortable and i think this is very smart because you can't know this about a person yeah. and so this is something that
0: uh is worth mentioning as well yeah. i think and i think it's also important something brought up because you knew this guy right mm, we had a short conversation yeah. but not no not well, deep just a tangent to that, which is don't assume you know someone's limits on the day. Even if you've played with them before, people's limits can change depending on the stresses in their life, how their bodies are acting at the moment. Um, there's a lot of factors that change what level of intensity people can start, mm-hmm. can do. So never assume just because you've played with someone before and got a sense of them before that that's still relevant. We should be extra cautious,
1: especially when it's a party surrounding, mm. because we don't really have the time to kind of estimate. You only yeah. have a short window of opportunity yeah. to get to know a person.
0: And with that token, um Doms playing at a party should never go straight to one hundred with a sub. They should always feel out the waters first. That that's that's a good point. Yeah. It's like You can be sexy while asking how the sub is. You can, you know, simple, do you like that? Is that good? Like, do you want more? Mm,
1: This this connects us to, you know, the bigger thing about men and how we want to be the big guy at all times. Mm. And uh, that doesn't always work with safety. So we should be aware of that.
0: Yeah. Again, sub pride's a thing, like, Yes, the DOM always needs to check in with you, always, but you also need to be vocal with your needs. And I and I'm talking as someone who often goes nonverbal quite easily. Mm-hmm. I mean there are reasons for that. It's um Like you're gagged? No well, yeah. <laughs> That's one of them. Um but yeah, I very easily in intense situations go nonverbal. And that obviously can be a problem in play. And I always Mm -hmm. make sure the Dom knows that ahead of time and that they need to check in with me.
1: And now after I told you that story, uh, we can kind of touch back on all of the more serious side of stories that we got. Mm -hmm. We need to be extra careful in this world. The sex we are doing is inherently dangerous in Mm -hmm. some way. Yeah. Emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, and other things And we should pick our partners carefully And we should speak out If things don't go as they should And this is probably the only touch point of the hard subject That we will do in this episode And now I am going to pour myself another drink Welcome to Kinky Boys' ASMR episode What you're now hearing is the rum I am now going to pour this slowly into my glass. Yeah, that's nice. Cheers.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, let's get on with all the big embarrassing sex stories people have sent in to us. Yes. Okay, so we got someone... DMing us this delightful story mm-hmm. um, I'm all ears and he begins so picture the scene I'm in the bedroom now with my ex-boyfriend let's call him D so myself and D are getting busy with it we've recently started to explore one another's kinks and spicing things up a bit we start off with a little strip tease I'm put with my back against the bedroom wall and slowly stripped to my boxers Pretty hot. Things are looking good so far. Next, I'm blindfolded. Uh, uh, sorry. And next, I'm blindfolded with a pair of headphones over my ears, with loud rock music playing. Sensory deprivation. Fun! And there's a little bit of massage, rubbing. All good so far. I've got a nice flagpole coming along. Mm-hmm. Next, I feel my boxes getting opened and a cool. No freezing. Oozing feelings sliding all over my junk. Hmm. I wiggle my eyebrows a little until I can peek out of my blindfold to see his hands emptying a can of rice pudding into my boxes. Okay, niche. Well, now for context. We had spoken about doing some messy play before, so this was something I was totally into. It'd have been nicer if it hadn't been straight from the fridge. (laughs) But sure, whatever. We were learning. But suddenly, the can gets dropped on the floor... My box is snapped shut. I shimmied my blindfold a little more to come out to see the corner of my eye. He's at the door talking to someone.
1: Mm.
0: With my shoulder, I nudge the headphones and hear his mother's dulcet tone, screeching tones. His mum is at the door and I'm in my pants covered in rice pudding. <laughs> that is like number one nightmare. Well, Fuck. But luckily, the moment passes and his mother leaves without seeing me, crisis averted. He returns to me and notices I've sneaked the blindfold and headphones out of place. Asserting his dominance, he replaces them and we continue playing. Surprisingly, I'm still hard and he takes full use of the opportunity. Much rubbing, stroking, sucking later. I'm actually feeling really close. And then the most excruciating, sharp, stabby pain happens in my dick. Uh. Let me make this clear. I am not a pain person. And this is the singular, sorest, most jarring, agonising pain my poor John Thompson has ever felt. I cried out screaming our safe word missed a volley of expletives and Scottish insults. He rips my headphones and mask off and and I lay eyes on the source of my agony. He's holding a toothbrush, a legit, I shit you not, actual toothbrush, (laughs) still have traces of toothpaste on. No. Yeah. And he'd been scrubbing my bell tip with the bristles. Oh, no. Apparently, he had learned from some friends talking about how lesbians use toothbrushes as vibrators. And thought the perfect way to explore this new dimension of sexual pleasure was to stick the bristles on, on his bloody all bee on my poor defenseless trouser snake.
1: Oh no! Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is a comedy of errors to begin with. I kind of like how it started, sort of like in the Mary Claire, mm. sort of like it's a striptease, and I'm doing yeah, this yeah. all vanilla, and then we end up with rice pudding and toothbrushes.
0: Yeah, like. Western messy plate is a good thing, but one thing I think people always need to remember is temperature. Never use custard rice pudding, anything like that straight from the fridge. <laughs> you know you can bear to warm it up a little.
1: Be creative though what would you what would you like in your pants today? Is it curry sauce?
0: Is mm, it- <laughs> no. I doubt curry sauce would go well around the glands, and yeah, that toothbrush thing so. From what I understand, lesbians use electric toothbrushes for the vibrations. They don't use the bristle heads.
1: I think that what happened here, and this is actually a good point, mm-hmm. is that someone just read and did not research well. Because yeah. the human brain is a fantastic thing, and it mm-hmm. can think of a lot of use for the same item. Uh, in this case, uh, I have to say... This is... I think the the sensitive head is usually about um, uncut things. Mine is cut. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You heard that? (laughs) Um, So I thought I didn't know about this, but then I remembered that once upon a time in summer camp, we uh, took the most annoying girl's um, deodorant stick Mm -hmm. and covered it with toothpaste. So I can kind of see where this was
0: going because yeah, um, toothpaste is not nice on sensitive areas it's um mm-hmm. it's because it's got um particles in it that make it abrasive and that's deliberate. i think it's all B actually had to put a disclaimer on the website because one of these um life hack videos where mm-hmm. they show you miraculously doing things in seconds um recommended putting toothpaste on burns and they had to be like no, this contains bleaching elements and um what did I literally just say? Particles. Yeah, abrasive particles. It's not good for damaged skin. Not everything on the internet is correct. Do your research.
1: Yes. This, this is today's lesson.
0: I mean, you can basically ask about um forum like there are forums for sex these days. I mean. Ask a lesbian. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah, if you've got someone you know, and you're that close with them that you can ask them embarrassing questions, just ask them, is that true? But like, we have the internet today, you can literally ask people in forums or check on websites, there are plenty of how-tos, and you know, there are groups like ours, the Wolfpack, who specialise in teaching this stuff. Like, there are options to learn, don't just go in blindly, yes, like... The cuss, uh, the rice pudding thing. If you had checked out with Wet and Messy players what little tips and asked, I'm pretty sure most of them would have said, like, you can warm up the stuff first. Here we go. So, yeah, your turn to read out the next one.
1: Sure thing. Let's read the next entry. A boy came over to play. Plan was to use my spreader bar on him. For those of you who don't know, this spreads the leg. Mm-hmm. Tease and edge him for a while. Fuck him if we were both in the mood. The guy shows up looking at least 30 years older than his photos and then proceeds to try and get me into the restraints. I say no, that's not my thing, and he spent 15 minutes arguing how since he's the older one, he should be the don. I had to physically remove him from my apartment. He then spends two weeks trying to trash me in the local community only for people to laugh in his face. Good times. Mm.
0: So, I mean, I think it's quite obvious the things that went wrong here. Um, obviously, a uh, guy lied about his age and appearance, and here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with being an older guy, no. so like we just, like
1: older guys, just
0: yeah, I very much like older guys. just don't lie about it. The thing is,
1: I am really surprised at this because I thought this was something that was kind of over with the 2000s. Yeah. Like, what is this uh, people who are like, I don't have a picture or send you a picture from 10 years ago. We all have smartphones. Yeah. We all have cameras. There is absolutely no
0: reason for this to happen. No, exactly. And um, The next big thing is when the guy says no, he tries to counteract that. If someone says they're not going to have sex with you, you don't get to... Especially not Nvidia. And pull the rank and say yes, you are.
1: I think though there is there is something to be said here about um, our boy and the story here. Mm-hmm. There seemed to have maybe not been enough of a pre-discussion because <laughs> if you had a, a situation in which, like he said, he should be the dom, that sounds to me like something in a discussion at least didn't connect well at yeah. the very least.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you never know. It could be the guy was literally just an asshole and was like, I'll lie up until he sees me and then I'll like, flip the script. That you, is, you, you can never tell with these things. That is a sad, sad individual. But yeah, it, yeah, it's not a good look when someone says no to try and argue back against that.
1: Good on you for getting him, getting, getting him out of the apartment.
0: So, yeah. Uh, I'll go next with the next one please Uh, just one sec Uh, so our next uh, writer in goes oh well threesome at a central hotel and friends were staying at hungry sub arrives with his own toys after some time worshipping we break out the toys including a string of anal beads, with a duly stu- which was duly stuffed in his hole. I'm lying on the bed, and he's standing on the side, choking on my cock. All oh, sounds quite hot so far.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I reach between his legs and start toying with the string of the beads. Out pops one bead, then the second. Then all the others burth- bur- burst out in a single torrent, and he shits all over my arm. Obviously, play ended, and he spent the rest of the time cleaning up his own shit.
1: I think the moral of the story is pretty obvious. Um, As a story that sounds like the opening scene in Peach Perfect, only Mm. in a a kinky matter. Um, With that being said, the one thing that hurts me most about the story is, like, poor housekeeping staff. Oh, yeah. That's not fair.
0: Tip them. I hope you tip them. Yeah, seriously. Leave a tip. But I do think... It shouldn't... I don't know. It could. They could have been staying in roles, but accidents like that happen. Great. You kind of both need to take responsibility for it if it's clean up. It's sort of...
1: Absolutely. We don't have the information here because this is where the story stops. Yeah. So we don't
0: know the full story, but it's like generally if things have got messy because in gay sex, shit sometimes happens. Quite literally. Yeah, it's don't shame people over it and just clean it up and just be... Or maybe you like it. There are those people. Though even then, I think it tends to help if they're planned ahead for it. Yes. Yeah, put down the
1: plastic sheeting. With that being said, that would kind of explain why they chose a hotel. (laughs) Alright, let me read the next one out. I think my very first kink encounter sticks up. I was going to be tied up for the first time in a wetsuit by a cute guy in Huddersfield. I was so nervous when I arrived, I kissed him and promptly dashed to the bathroom to vomit violently into his toilet for what seems like forever. Worse still, I had a pot noodle for lunch not that long prior. That is really, really not nice in reverse. Needed about three shame flushes.
0: I, you know, I don't know what it is, I'm strangely empathetic to this person. <laughs> Something about sex and vomiting ruining the scene. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. But what is it about? Why pot noodle? Eat,
1: don't eat anything that your grandma wouldn't consider food. Is something a smart person once said? Eh,
0: pot noodle has its pot noodle has its uses when you're on the go. Like if it was in the rush and like wanted a bit of energy before playing, you know. Maybe we should hook him with the rice pudding guy. This could yeah. be a nice change. So, I don't know if this was from nerves because it was his first time hooking up, which is a possibility. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, just just admit you're nervous to the person. That can help. Like, when I first started having sex, the first two or three hookups, I was so nervous, it made me intensely ticklish. And not in the good way.
1: You can't see it, but I'm
0: raising my eyebrows really high right now. <laughs> no, but... Yeah... So, again, if you're nervous, let people know and just say, I'm a bit nervous. Can we take it slow? And so on.
1: Right. Let's get the next one. Cool.
0: So, let's bring that up.
1: I'm going to read this because this is short. Just the other day, my husband and I played with the sleep sack and I got his balls caught in the zipper. Time stopped.
0: Yeah, I know the person who wrote this in is a friend of mine, and yeah. I think everyone who's worn rubber or been in a sleeve stack has known this pain at some point. Mm. Like, seriously, I wish they would sort out the zips. Like, on surf suits, please put in sailor zips. I know it doesn't look as nice as the single seam, but it avoids so many problems. This is all we can say, really. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. We've all had it where a ball or foreskin or cockhead got caught in the zipper. And it is one of the longest, most arduous processes to get yourself unstuck.
1: And with that being said, please, I am clutching my own balls right now. Let's move to the next
0: one. (laughs) Go ahead, Greg. Okay. So this listener who wrote in i was at a club on a bdsm night there was a gunge pool amongst other things i was with a dom who let me see i was with a dom who was a fair bit bigger than me a collar on and lead around his wrist he had some playful banter with some people in the pool while we were sat beside it and they scooped up some gunge and threatened to throw it at him he bolted and I saw what was about to happen as the lead was getting taunt and jumped up to prevent the inevitable. I was halfway to standing when the lead became taut, and was yanked forward by the collar and fell flat on my front. Sex club, sex club carpet is disgusting up close, I bet. There were some concerned gasps, but when it was apparent I was unhurt and it all turned to laughter. Fortunately, I like humiliation in the right circumstances, so it all turned out okay. But it very nearly didn't. Like, this is this is an easy accident to happen where people have, you know, if you've got like a lead in your hand all the way, you can forget about it if it's been there all night. So it is basically just being aware of your surroundings. Accident like these will happen. It was good. No one got hurt.
1: Mm-hmm. All in all, I think um, this turned out quite okay for that person.
0: Yeah, especially because everyone laughed and enjoyed it. It was fine. Yeah, one, just
1: a side remark, who puts a carpet in a sex club is another question that needs to be asked. Maybe it was a puppy area. Possibly.
0: Yeah. Or some pubs if they give like carpet in sex places. No. I'm just thinking of all the things that live in this carpet and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like people who still have carpets in their bathrooms. That seems so unhygienic to me.
1: We'll never know. Next one. Mine was, I once met a new Dom who appeared at my door about 20 years older than his photo. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Being naive and young, I still let him in. He then put me in the loosest ankle wrist restraints ever and just started stroking my body. Strange foreplay for me, a pig, but okay, work. He then went on to continue just stroking my body for the next 20 minutes, so soft, until I finally told him to stop and to leave. I literally slipped my legs, hands out of the restraints, and he said, a dom should always take off his sub's restraints. Babe, we've met once and you look nothing like you said you did. You said you were a rough and assertive dom with a huge amount of gear, when really you're a guy who doesn't know how to dom, only stroke my body like I'm an apathetic cat (laughs) I don't know who who wrote these descriptions but you are brilliant sir go ahead Uh, there's just uh, there's just a lot to unpack here
0: yeah
1: I think the first thing that comes up to me is uh, a subject that we don't talk about which is grinder Mm doms which is people who think that if they once slapped an ass they are now a dom top with loads of gear
0: yeah it's I mean, this is clearly a case of false advertising. Um, (laughs) Don't turn people into commodities, Craig. Oh, That's me told. Sorry. Um, But yeah, it's... Generally speaking, if a guy really isn't like how he described himself or presented himself online, it is very okay, and personally I encourage, to turn them away. Yes. Yeah, like... That is just deception. It's trying to deceive people, and they're lying about that. Can you trust them about other stuff?
1: No. Also, reading the story, I have to admit I'm getting a lot of Buffalo Bill vibes with all the Mm. so soft, put the lotion in the basket and all that sort of thing.
0: Brilliant human skin.
1: (laughs) It's a good thing that you got out of this with your skin still attached (laughs) to your scalp. Um, And that person should stop uh, shopping at Ann Summers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Right. So, this is quite a bit... This is a happier one, I'm glad to say. Ah, nice. Uh, so, not the worst story, but it's relative to this thread. Shortly after opening The Bunker London, which I'm guessing this will... Um, kind of revi- tell. Kind of yeah. t- reveal who wrote this one, but it's good advertising for them. So shortly after opening the Bunker London for bookings, I'd arranged a hookup with a couple of guys I knew. One was a regular playmate, and we got a great rapport. The other was a more recent acquisition. The three-way was going great, and we were all getting into it. I'd gone from spit-roasting my regular to really starting to open up his ass. He was a fist virgin, and responsive as hell on the butt of my knuckles. Was that the butt or the butt of... It? To the butt of my knuckles. Ah, to the butt of his knuckles. You can see why I got confused there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we continued my and my hand pushed to indulge his hungry hole. He moaned as I felt him open and start to wrap back around me. Then the dungeon doorbell went. That's a sentence I never thought I'd hit read. We paused for a moment and a text came through my phone. The new acquisition hurried to retrieve it for me as the bell rang again. The afternoon booking arrived, early. Oh. It was at this point, I worked my arse off to find a better diary management system that would sync up better with all my devices. Thankfully, I advised my bookers to be on site ten minutes ahead of booking time, and ultimately, three pairs of hands are faster than one for a quick turnaround.
1: And they lived happily ever after.
0: So, Yeah. I mean, going from fisting straight into cleaning must have been a bit jarring. <laughs> yeah. But overall,
1: all good. Just, yeah. uh... There is this weird episode in, in Bette Midler's old sitcom in which she books everything for the 31st mm. of September, which does not exist.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then she has to do, like, 90 meetings at a day. <laughs> so this kind of feels like the kinky version of that. So, good on you. Beth is an icon, and we stand.
0: Didn't they reuse that for Parks and Recreation?
1: I think so as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, they reused that plot point. But yeah, it is just make, keep track of time and make sure you've got... If you've got an appointment that day, don't don't let it slip.
1: And if you've got many, many appointments, then good on
0: you. So yeah, that's all the stories we've been written in, and I've loved them all. So thank you, everyone, for writing in. We do actually have one more. Oh, really? Yes. Uh,
1: let me read this out. Okay, one last story for today. A year or two ago, I decided to meet up with a guy who was getting his house renovated. We met up for mostly filth play to fuck, drink his piece, and clean his feet and socks. Halfway through taking his trousers off, there was a knock at the door. Familiar. The house was being renovated, and he was the only one meant to be in it. As it turns out, his parents had come over to surprise him. As he scrambled to get his socks and shoes back on, he mentioned that in the main bedroom there was a closet I could hide in. I held my breath... (laughs) Oh, man. I held my breath and hoped no one would come upstairs. Of course, his dad had wandered up the stairs into the bedroom. As he shouted to his son, the guy I had previously been cleaning the feet of five minutes prior... What's in this cupboard? His son replied with, Nothing, don't open it. He opened it. There I was, met by the father of the man I was just about to be a urinal for. (laughs) His dad, looking just about as shocked as I felt, went, Hi. And I returned the greeting with a very anxious and uncomfortable wave. He then proceeded to close the door, (laughs) leaving me again in the darkness of a closet. After about five more minutes of walking around the house, I heard the door open and creeped out of the cupboard to watch the son, mother and father leave the house and lock the door behind them. <laughs> Two out of three people knew I was in this house. Ten minutes later, I got a message saying, sorry, dude, I think you can get over the back fence. I jumped the back fence. Two months later, I got a message saying, want to come over? Promise not to lock you in the cupboard again. Six months later, I went back and fucked his new housemate in a newly renovated house. Moral of the story, don't trust doms who leave you in a cupboard for their dad to find. I have to say, this came from someone that I know and I'm playing with. And two things. One... I can think of a lot of porn that end with your with your uh, partner's dad finding you in a mm-hmm, closet. Mm-hmm. Second thing, the moral of the story is not that. The moral of the story is not that. The moral of the story is you don't go back to a home like that and your dick should be locked.
0: Like, one thing I don't get is why did he have to break out the back way if the parents had already left?
1: That is a good question.
0: Like, and I take it the son didn't... Did the son ever find out his dad knew? We'll never know. Yeah, that, oh, that's a mystery. That's going to bug me. And also,
1: what kind of care is this? Like, let the person go. At the very least, come back and release the
0: person. Uh, like, don't tell him to jump the fence. Like, I get when it's in the moment you panic, but it's also, why couldn't he have just... Unless he was in, like, heavy kink gear, which he didn't specify, I would say just get dressed and introduce him as, like, a friend who's visiting or dropping off something.
1: I think that once you see your, your son's friend in the closet, it's pretty clear yeah, what yeah. has been going yeah. on. Yeah.
0: It's not like, hi, dad, this is my study buddy. It is like a big universal slap in the face that, <laughs> oh, he's keeping a boy in, in the, the closet. closet. There's a metaphor there somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere you just have to find it. It's very poetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that is all. Everything people have written in to us. Thank you, everybody, for yeah. sharing. Yes, thank you very much for everyone that wrote in. Um, I hope people have learned a lot and had a lot of laughs. It's been great. Yeah. Um, Ox, where can people find you if they want
1: to? People can find me at his name is Ox this is my twitter handle uh you
0: can also find me at the letter social or at my work or at my home mm-hmm. and obviously uh, you manage the wolf pack account so visit the wolf at is it at londonwolfpack.com it is London Wolfpack. yes brilliant and yeah so to all our listeners i hope you've had a good laugh um good night and play safe